we're back again this week, and we are coming to you together for a change. So um, we're doing that because this week we have a real crew sponsor. So we we are very excited <laughs> to announce that uh, this week we're sponsored by Michigan Wine Company. And we're going to be enjoying the Grant Township Sweet Cider here. So pour some for my friend Nick. Let's say, I, uh, I'm very excited. First, we want to give a big shout out. Thank you so much uh, for the bottle. Um, we're going to, I enjoy ciders. David enjoys ciders. We, we, we drink them a lot on these, uh, on these shows. So, smells great. What do you think of the taste? I haven't tasted oh, it. Well, let me know. It's a good refreshing cider. It right is. There. Yeah. Nice and sweet, isn't it? Yeah, it's sick. So Michigan Wine Company is owned by my daughter's former bowling coach. Um, I believe her husband's name's Joe. Her name's Erica Krakavich. And they were nice enough to donate this bottle for us. And we said we'd give them a great shout-out. because We're thrilled anytime anybody gives us something free to drink. It's the first time we've gotten paid. Yes! We've we're, made it in life. We're winning this week. <laughs> All the uh, all the financial tips have paid off. Yes, they have. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about day trading this week. We're going to talk about some individual stocks. You know, some some ways to maybe enhance your portfolio after we talk about day trading. Nick and I have a little bit of experience in that, and uh, you know, we we really want to to give some information to you out there. That way, you know, if that's something that interests you, it at least gives you a nice starting point. Uh, I know Nick. Did some day trading during COVID and even before that, really. I did it while I was working my job. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, it's it's no wonder you don't work there anymore. Yeah, you know that was on them. So uh, their loss, my gain. But no, you know, so I I'm not a professional day trader. Um, don't claim to be. I don't know if I got lucky or if I just followed rules and and stuck to them. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory on kind of what I did, what I seen and things that people, professionals say they're giving you advice. So, um, you know, I, so to set the rules, I guess, so a day trader, you have to do a buy and sell of the same stock in the same day. Uh, throughout one week, you have to do it four times. Anything less, you're not a day trader, um, right? So let's say I bought, um, <clears throat> You know, let's say Michigan Wine Company, let's say they have a stock. Let's say I bought theirs at 9 a.m. It went up a dollar and I, I felt comfortable. So I, I, I sold it, you know, a second later, made the dollar. Um, now, if I did that one day, now I, I took the whole rest of the day off because I was happy with how much I made. But Tuesday I went in, did the same thing. That's two trades right there. Now, if I did the same, you know, I could do it all in one day. I could do it all within one week. So that exact same stock buy and sell on the same day is considered a day trade. So um, you, when I started, I practiced, right? I, I kept my, my three limit and just kind of stuck with it. So I, I'd buy, I'd sell, rebuy, and then hold it usually. Um, and, but to make it official, you, you do have to have uh, $25,000 um, into, into uh, whatever, app or whatever a company you're using, right? I use TD Ameritrade uh, for mine. They were giving me free trades for the first <clears throat> like
like 90 days. Um, there's companies that will give you that. And so, but you know, one of the requirements, so once I wanted to do four, I have to put 25,000 in there. It's, it's federal rule. Um, right. So what it does is it, it makes it, so they figure if you have $25,000 that you're willing to just blow and lose, I mean, cause it's not a guarantee that they consider you smart enough as an investor to actually give that, or, you know, to, to give it a shot. Cause they don't want, they don't want people who have like a hundred bucks just to, you know, go in there and lose that money and, and then they're screwed. Right. So, um, you know, you, you do have to, now if you're doing the three or less, you can get away with any amount of money you want. But once you hit that fourth, you, they, they force you to put that money in. Otherwise they will not let you be a legal day trader. Um, let's see. I, I, I know that, you know, when I did it, I, I kind of just started out. I seen a stock, I seen a stock I liked, um, did a bunch of research on this thing, right? And, and kept watching it fluctuate. And I was like, all right, time to, time to get in. So I, I slowly, I slowly bought it, gained a little bit of money and sold it, bought again, lost, lost a little bit. And was like, well, I don't want to lose all that gain I just had. So I'm going to quickly sell it because I got scared. Um, you know, I, I don't want to play that. And so, you know, the advice I'll give you is do a lot of research, figure out what a good company is, one that moves quite a bit, um, and know that it's honestly the biggest risk for investing that anybody can take, right? I mean, if you're, you're supposed to set it and forget it, that's the most mindset for what um, stocks are, right? Is, is set, forget, let it grow. This is all right, I have to be on it because I, you know, I have to set where I want my losses. I have to figure out how much I actually want to earn and then stick with that because, you know, once you hit that point, yeah, it could keep going, but like that could, that risk factor, you have to be comfortable with something, right? And sometimes you're right and, and that it'll fall right after. Sometimes you're wrong and it'll grow, but you can't, you can't, you have to be the kind of person to not think about that, that type of a thing. Oh, what could have been? Oh, it should have been. Oh, I got it at the wrong time. Like really, it's just no nerves. <laughs> Well, the big thing is you have to know what you're willing to risk. And, and in doing research, what I found was most successful day traders are only trading 1% to 2% of whatever they have with that brokerage account. So if you have, you know, let's say $100,000 in there, you know, you're only trading 1000 bucks, maybe 2000 bucks. That way you're not overly leveraging anything and you're not, you're, you're minimizing those potential losses. So, you know, when, when we look at that, they're smart enough so that they're minimized on the losses for, for whatever that trade is. You, you have a specific amount of time, you know, you're looking at this. And if you're just starting out, one of the biggest things, and, and Nick said to me before we started here, you know, we were looking at, you know, some some tricks for, you know, starting out. One of them was, you know, start small. So he started, he, he stuck his foot in the water and he's like, all right, you know, I kind of got the hang of this. And then, you know, he started making a few more trades. And <clears throat> and like he said, you can't sit there and, and worry about what might be. You say, okay, I'm, I'm really good at this stock gains a dollar. And I'm out at that point. And if it gains $3 after that, you have to say, all right, well, you know, that, no big deal. I, I got what I wanted. I, I knew I was good with that dollar. And now, you know, I'm moving on with my day and I'm looking at something else, right? Yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, I, I've, 
know, here, here's a quick story. So I started doing research on a different stock than I was normally trading. Um, and, you know, everybody, I, you know, there's forums out there and people were like, hey, this. So I, I decided to look at a different stock and I'm watching this thing just grow. So I was like, you know what? I took part of my money and threw it over here. And that thing grew like crazy, right? It, like I bought it for like 20, it grew to 90 bucks. I, I made a lot of money um, <clears throat> and I, I stuck with it. I didn't trade it off. And so then the next morning comes around and I'm getting ready to sell this thing, right? Because market's closed, but it still keeps going. And I'm getting ready to sell this thing, the like, first thing. And at, the stock opens at nine o'clock, right? The market. And at 8.30, they had a partial buyout of the stock. And they only, they, they sold so much so many shares for $25 each stock, right? So, like, this company said, hey, you're only valued at this. And these, this company said, yeah, sure, that sounds great to us. Like, we'll take that investment. So, right, I went from, like, 90, like, 100-something bucks. I was up 18,000 bucks. Thought I hit, like, the jackpot, right? I was like, this is, I'm, going, I'm planning my vacation already. I got everything booked. And, um, you know, come to find out, uh, you know, right when the stock opens, like that thing had dropped and I actually lost money on it. And I was like, oh man, but I didn't lose, you know, I say I only lost, I, I got, I got it real quick and lost like a dollar each, you know, each share that I had. So it added up to a little bit, but nothing crazy. I earned it back by going to a different one. So you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, literally I, I, I was shaking. I was sitting here going, this is, and then I'm watching 50 bucks just plummet off this thing and then 10 and it just so, and I'm like, there was nothing I could do about it because the stock market wasn't open and I couldn't trade. So I called TD Ameritrade and I, I found out um, before the stock's open, you can actually set a sell price. So let's say it's at, so normally when you set a sell price, buy and sell when it's, when the stock market's open, it's a guarantee that somebody will buy it or sell it for that price. When it's closed, you have to go in and set a price. So let's say it's sitting at 90 bucks. If I wanted to go in and sell it for 85, I could put that and somebody has to have the opportunity to buy that. So they could have made that $5 position. They would have taken my risk and I would have lost five bucks from what it actually valued. Yep. Um, but you have to get the, you know, somebody has to actually do that. And at that time with how it was looking, people, you know, people could have, I didn't know I could go in and do that. Um, so, you know, I, I learned something really quick. And so, you know, I won't make that mistake twice. <laughs> so, well, again, you don't know what you don't know. It's true. So, I mean, you know, we, we will jump into Nick, Nick and I are famous for this. We jump into investments without knowing 100% of what we're doing because 5%. Yeah, <laughs> we are risk takers. So we're, we're okay with taking some risk, but we don't do it crazy. Like, we're not going in with $10,000, we're going in with, you know, 50 bucks. Yeah. Hey, I got 50 bucks. I'll take a gamble on this. That's not a big deal. You know, if I lose 50 bucks, it sucks. We'll see. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's 50 bucks. You know, it's eating out once. Yeah. Also, just to let you guys know, so when I talk <clears> about the 25000 you don't have to be spending 25000 You just have to have it sitting there, right? So you have to have it invested in this, you know, um, like TD Ameritrade, right? So you have the opportunity to spend twenty five. But if you only wanted to play with 50 bucks, right? Like you said, hey, I'm going to do this. And so you could, you could just buy and sell for 50 bucks type of a thing. And, and again, it's just <clears> like, <throat> let's say, you, let's say you, you start out and you're like, hey, this one cost me. We always say, you know, the, the, old, the old saying is, right, don't mess with penny stocks. Anything less than five bucks isn't usually a good stock. Um, my first one, you know, it was a, 
it was like a $23 stock, but actually had plummeted down because they got in a lawsuit. And so it was down to $3 and 18 cents. And I was like, that's, you know, this company's not going to go bankrupt. Um, they're a good company. And if they do go bankrupt, then, you know, yeah, I lost a hundred bucks. Like if it happens today, um, but otherwise like, my personal opinion is, is like, it's a $21 stock. It's going to get back up there. So I, I kept trading, um, I let it sit and it finally grew to like eight bucks. So I made, you know, I made decent money off of my three, you know? Um, but you know, I didn't invest, I, I didn't play with all 25,000. So, you know, that, that's the biggest key is, is just know that you have to have it there. If you're doing day trading, but you don't have to actually spend it all. So one of the things is when I'm trading and, and I'm no day trader. Okay. But when I'm trading, I always use a limit order. Okay? <clears throat> I, I tell it, what I'm willing to spend on the stock and I put in the order, you know, let's say I'm buying, we're just going to use Apple as an example. I don't know what their current price is, but it is a stock split a week or two ago. And I know it was around 108 bucks a stock. Okay. So let's say I'm, I'm willing to buy five at $107. I put in that order. If it hits $107, that order will get filled. If it doesn't, it's just not getting filled. I know what I want to spend. This is what I'm willing to do. And that order stays open for the day. And well, if so, it gets filled, great. Yeah, I see. And I want to touch base with that. <clears throat> so what, what David's saying, right? So let's say the stock, right? Let's say the stock splits and it's one, 107 and 50 cents, right? So if it drops all the way to 107 and one penny, but his buy is 107 on the dot, like, yeah, you think to yourself, oh, I would have paid that extra penny and like then it skyrocket. No, it doesn't matter. Like it, it filled it at 107. Like it said, hey, you wanted it at this price. So um, right, you, you gotta you gotta figure out where, where you're comfortable exactly buying that thing. Cause oh yeah, everybody would like to get it at its absolute lowest. And that's pretty much what you're doing is guessing, hey, this is what we can do. Thank you. This stuff, we're gonna we're gonna go through this. This stuff's great. Yeah, this bottle's damn near gone. So um, you know, and you know, you, you, when you choose to sell, right. So you're going to, you're going to choose to sell. And let's say, let's say we bought that same one, Hey, 107 and we want to sell it at 110. Well, let's say, right. It goes from 109.98. It hasn't reached that 10, but now let's say it goes to 110 and five cents. Right. So like you sell it for 110, but they'll actually give you that 105, you know, as long, as long as it didn't hit that one or the, you know, that 110 right at yep. that, it'll hit the 11005. It'll actually give you that. But once it hits that mark, that's what it sells at. So um, if it never reaches it, it never sells. So again, same thing. If it goes to like 109.99 and it plummets from there, you were like, oh, I would have taken that penny loss. Well, you should have, right? <laughs> like, I mean, well, the same thing if you're buying it. So if you say, I'll buy this at 107. Yep. And it's at 107.10 all day. You're not getting it. And then all of a sudden it drops to 106.90. You're getting the stock for 106.90 because it never hit that 107 mark. It went below it. So you're willing to spend $107. Anytime it hits 107 or less, you're buying. Anytime it's over 107, all bets are off. You're not getting anything. So when I'm trading, you know, and I, I did a bunch of trades last week, which we'll get into later. <clears throat> um, I will watch the stock. So 
if you know, I say 107 on Apple, and you know they're sitting at 108 to start the day, and I log in, you know, let's say a couple hours after the market opens, and it's up to 112. I know I'm probably not getting the stock for 107. Now, if I really want Apple at that point, I need to increase that minimum amount that I'm willing to pay. So maybe now instead of saying yeah 107, maybe I'll go 110 now. So I'm costing myself $3 a share, but at least I know that, hey, I got a shot at still getting this stock at a price that's reasonable to me. Sure. Well, listen, I, you know, I want to talk about one of the stocks that, you know, we're going to talk about individual stocks. That's kind of what tonight is. It's not necessarily the portfolio things that we've talked about. It's, it's individual, one specific. So um, last yesterday, right, before the, the great debate, um, we, we seen that. Disney, right? Because yep. I know you invested in Disney. I Disney, did. Disney, Disney just announced they're laying off um, twenty-eight thousand. Twenty-eight thousand employees. So I just looked up their stock, right, and and they dropped a dollar and thirty-two cents. Um, you know, their after their aftermarket isn't looking great right now. Um, say they actually they've gone up from close. They've gone up six cents, but um, you know, say so it's not it's not you have to pay attention to those things, right? When you're a day trader, like once that news comes out, you have to figure out, Hey, is this a good news or is this bad news? Yep. Like, honestly to me, like you're getting rid of staff. Yeah. Like, so theoretically it's showing that your company's not doing successful, but you're cutting all that man hours. Right. So they're still going to make their money, but they're not, you know, so they're not being that they're not growing. They're not. Right. So for us to invest in Disney right now, um, they're proving that they're not expanding and they're not, employing more people they're not doing you know all the same stuff we talked about last week on the economy thing they're not expecting to, to build right now so um i can't say you know disney might be one of those things where it might be good to day trade right because it's going to mm -hmm. have its ups because Disney is always a good thing but know that like your big percentage right now is going to go like lower so you know focus on like hey when it hits that low and like you see it maybe go up like a penny or whatever it, whatever it goes up, you know, 10 cents at a time, like try to play those little numbers, right? But I mean, you know, don't don't sit here and think day trading is, I'm gonna put in a dollar, wait for it to get 10, and then it'll drop down to a dollar in 10 minutes and then go up to 10. It's not really how it works. You're not gonna, yeah, you know, the, the way you kind of get rich on this is like you, you buy a bunch of stocks, make a bunch of quick money, sell it, and then wait for that little bit, right watch it go again type thing so you, you don't really day trade with just one stock you know because you know I, I guess if you find that really awesome stock that just skyrockets but that's really hard to find so you know you'll you'll never i can't say you'll never right it's going to happen but you, you're not going to you're not going to invest 10 bucks and have it turn into 100 so even at 90 bucks that's not a lot of money right like we throw away 90 bucks way too often yeah. i mean as, as we said like yeah, we'll, we'll flip a we'll flip a quarter here after this and uh, probably lose ninety bucks to each other. <laughs> so, but you know, so right, I, I always suggest, hey, you know, like buying that like twenty dollar range type thing. You know, if you buy five of them and they go up a dollar, that's five bucks, right? Um, you know, where if you buy one, you know, if you buy one one dollar one and it goes up to <clears throat> five bucks, it like that's times it itself way too many times. Like you know, you've only made four there, but like. Uh, chances are, are slim to where if you make a dollar on one, like that's huge money in the stock market game. Like a dollar change is pretty big. 
So because you brought up Disney, and uh, you know, if you've watched us before, you know we've done an episode on Dan Price. I absolutely love following Dan Price on Twitter. He's a fantastic follow. 23 hours ago, Disney's laying off 28,000 workers during the pandemic. It issued a $1.5 billion dividend to shareholders. The CEO temporarily cut compensation by 5%. The CEO made 1,242 times the medium worker and execs got bonuses and returned to regular base pay in August. So they're not hurting. It just depends on where the money's going. It's going to shareholders. It's going to executives. It's going to the CEO. It's not going to the person running around in Mickey Mouse. Right. Well, and let's, you know, so I, you know, now's a good time to talk about that, right? Like yep. I said, we're going to talk about this sometime, but I don't blame Disney for paying their shareholders, right? Because those are the people that have invested in them. Those are David and me. Yep. Those are you guys that are watching us, right? You guys, you're taking your money and saying, hey, do you, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, we always hear about these people where it's like, oh, your daddy paid for this. No, your dad invested in you to do great things in the future. You're being daddy at this point. Hey, Disney, go get it, kid, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so you're taking your money and you're going with it. So I don't blame them for paying out their shareholders. At this point, like, I blame them for a 5% pay cut on millions of, you know, I don't, what's he making, like $100 million a year? Like, oh, yeah, easy. You know, it, 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 so you, you took 5%, but now these, you know, 28,000 people are literally no money. Like they, they took a hundred percent pay cut. You took 5%. Good for you. Right. Like, you know, so, um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see that because you know that Disney has been around forever. They have the money. They could afford it. They just have to restructure at the top. Like we respect a lot of, you know, we'll, we'll talk about football players, right? Like, okay. So, um, you, you look at, you look at some football players out there that are, you know, Hey, our salary caps getting real close. And they're like, you know what? I'll take a pay cut, stay on the team because I love the team. I love my players and we're going to get another guy who's going to help us win the Super Bowl. So like they respect that. And you get the other guys who are like, Nope, I'm going to go to a different team, make more money. And they're hoping that they're going to be the one to help them change that. But you know, these people are like, Hey, I'm going to build this big team really good versus, Hey, I'm going to take me and care about me. So, you know, you, Everybody, everybody sees it when it happens. You know, I think that's one thing everybody respects about a lot of players is like, oh my gosh, you just made our team better by taking a little bit of a pay cut. Like, yeah, cool. As long as we make salary cap, I'm all right with that. Yeah. You know, and you, you look at it, it really comes down to <clears throat> we're, we're a very greed-based society, especially in the United States. And the people at the top want to get theirs. And I, I don't begrudge them that for a minute. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm a business owner. I know that, you know, we just officially hired our first employee. She's 16 years old. She makes 11 bucks an hour because I need her to care about my business as much as I care about my business. Nick, when you were 16 years old, did you have a job? Yes. What did you make an hour? A lot. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. You know what I made? $4.25 I made. I say at 16, no, at 16, so from 14, yeah, to say for four, I got my first job at fourteen. I was uh, working in a bowling alley. I was okay. make, I was making eighteen bucks an hour, um, <laughs> which was crazy. Uh, you know, the owner he's just like, "Hey, look, come come work and stuff like that." So I, I was pin chasing doing that. Uh, probably at like sixteen and a half, I, I no longer did that and started going back to. I think I made like eight bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, doing doing a 
crap job. But so like I had my dream job back mm-hmm. then, and then, then I lost it because a new owner came in. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, no, I blew every dime with that stuff. I of had course, when I was fourteen, right? Like I, the first thing I wanted was a, a video camera. So like I, I earned all that money to to get a, just so I can watch myself bowl and make sure I can critique, critique myself and get but, better. Yeah, you know, so it was all. It was all for good cause, I guess. But, um, you know, I – no, it's like, but, you know, back then, yeah, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight bucks an hour. I don't remember. You know, I, I remember – but, you know, I also worked for, you know, like my grandparents or whatever. Yeah. Like, you do, I just pulled weeds all day for, you know, what did I get? I got, I got fed. Like, shut up, kid. You got a house, yeah. right? Like, um, <clears throat> so, no, you know, it, it's – you know, now – 16 year old making 11 bucks an hour right they want to be there they're like I, I can afford to buy things that my parents couldn't afford to buy me or you know that you get the choice at that point you, you can choose what you want right like they get the independence to they can afford a car for car insurance like they're not working 40 hours a week no. you know, they're, they're working enough to, to get by date nights and well you know, at our business at our business if she's working six hours a week that's probably a lot mm-hmm. that's 66 dollars yeah. you know before taxes obviously and if, you know you're a teenage kid and you're working six hours and you're making 60 bucks you're pretty happy i would think oh yeah 50, 50 bucks a week take home type thing like yeah i'm pretty happy yeah fills my tank does everything i need at that point like you can buy some shoes i know yeah. with her she's you Yes. She loves shoes yes. just like he does. Yeah. And all all she does is when she's sitting at work and not busy is looking up new shoes to buy. Well, are you spending her money, right? So right. She should be looking up stocks. She <laughs> should. <laughs> I. We're gonna we're gonna go back. We're gonna teach this kid while she's there to go back to uh, stocks. So. So there there's four basic strategies when it comes to day trading, um, and, and I'm gonna run through them real quick, and then we're gonna get into actual you know stocks individual stocks that we're looking at nick's gonna you know fill some time here while i go get another beer because we've drank through michigan wine company's grant township which again michigan wine company thank you for the sponsorship this was awesome guys just anybody we know a lot of our local friends are watching so we're gonna give a shout out one more time uh, Michigan Wine Company. They're in Fenville. Fenville, Michigan. Honestly, you, you, you take the highway, make the quick left, and they're half a mile down the yep. road, right on the left-hand side, right off the highway, yep. if you're coming from Grand Rapids. So if you're coming from the, the north, um, or sorry, the south, you're, you're going to make the, the, the right, right, and they'll still be on the left. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a good company. Uh, great, great cider. I That's can't, good, isn't I, say, it? I can't wait to go have another one. Um, let's say... I'm going to, uh, I said, I did bring over another beer. Um, so I'm going to crack it open and say, I'm not going to give a shout out because, uh, it doesn't need to, because we have this great sponsor and, uh, but you know, we're, we're, we're enjoying this. So go get your beer and, uh, well, I, I I'm going to talk about this before I run out real quick. So strategies for day trading, there, there's four basic types. There's swing trading, arbitrage, uh, trading news and mergers and acquisitions. So, Ranking these, a swing trade is a very high risk, but a very high reward, which, you know, Nick and I are always big on high rewards. Uh, arbitrage is a low risk and a medium reward, which, you know, if, if you're not very risky, that's probably where you want to be. Trading news has medium risk with medium reward, which I'm telling you right now, if, if, if you're equal, I, I think it's a waste, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I... I... You know, you're not you're not making anything, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, yeah. that's just us. We're high. Right. We want you know, again. I don't put money on black, hoping to get 
less money back. You know, like I, I, I put a bunch of money out there and hope that it goes. Yeah, and then mergers, acquisitions, it's a medium risk for a high reward. So, I mean, if I was trading, it would be either a medium risk for a high reward or a low risk for a medium reward because I want to make sure I'm, I'm making money on my money. I work hard for my money. Yeah. I want to make more money. When I think, you know, I say, when we, when, we talk about, when we talk about this trading, right, and, you know, I, I, I like to talk about my examples, right, because I like to give you guys prime examples of what we're – what we're actually doing so um you know i want to give you guys a couple of things when i started i knew nothing right uh i kept talking about wanting to trade and i i was talking about it with a friend of mine and he's like oh man i use td ameritrade and i was like what all right so i downloaded this thing he taught me how to like create a username and password because i'm horrible with technology that's why i'm at david's place using uh, his laptop and stuff um but you know, what I did was I, I looked at it and then I, I knew what stock I already wanted to buy. So I, I figured out how to deposit money. It cleared right away. I was like, cool, I'm, I'm on the road. Um, so then, you know, I, I started realizing, hey, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money. I'm, I'm kind of doing this. And then I got to my first, I didn't know what day trading, I knew what day trading was in the back of my mind, but I didn't know. So like I made my third ever like back-to-back -back day trades, right? And it like pops up with a message like, just realize you have to have $25,000 to trade your next time. And so you can't sell this until like another week. Right. Like, and I was like, Oh, okay. So I started learning what day trading was like by doing that. Um, you know, by researching the company that I researched, like I learned, I learned, Hey, if I, if I look into a company and start understanding what they do and how they do it, I'm going to, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn what to do. So, I typed it into Google, like found, found this. And then um, I think I found stock Twitch, right? Which like stock Twitch shows me what the, what, you know, what's moving at like the highest amount right now, or what's like really bad. And it gives you like a rating of like, don't buy a hold strong, you know, strong buy, strong sell. Like, and so it's like, all right, sell it, buy. And so it's like, I have a strong buy. Heck yeah. You know, like, so you start looking and then, I don't know. I, I think I, I was looking into one and I found a, a chat room or like a forum, but like it was like a forum slash chat room. So like it wasn't really forum because it didn't list out everything. It was more like, hey, you type in one specific stock and it shows you like all these other people that are following that exact, exact stock and they give their opinions. And then, right, I mean, just like everything. So everybody's got an opinion. So then, but once you see like multiple people that are like, hey, you should follow this one. And so I I'd do it and like, it's, it, it'd be a flake and do it. And, but like, then you, you get to like, you just got to follow them all. You got to follow every lead. And all of a sudden somebody was like, Hey, check this one out. And I was like, Oh, it's, it's doing, it's doing, it's, do Oh man. Like it, it's all right. I'm in like, let's go <laughs> like off to the races. And, uh, you know, so everybody's opinion sucks. You have to make your own personal opinion, but like there's people out there who are, I always say there's people out there who are willing to help. You just got to find that right person. That's kind of got that same mindset as you and build that relationship through like a little, yep. a little chat thing. Like everybody can see what you're saying, but you're just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, so I, I'd click on people and it would show like what ones they're following and what ones I'm following. And I'm like, all right, this person knows what they're doing. Oh, this person literally is just buying things that are like a penny and praying that they go yep. up. Like most people don't know that like when you buy a penny stock, like it can go to like half of a penny. You know how you see gas out there for like, two dollars and eight cents point nine right like that's actual stock like, like that point nine is a real thing like in 
internet money or in like stock money. Like nobody's ever seen a ninth of a penny. I mean, I grew up by a train track, so we'd always throw a penny out there. Yep. And watch you get cut in half. Go try to pay with that, right? Like, go, here, this is one one ninth of a penny. Like, this is what I owe you. No, but yeah, so like you can get to like a fifth of a cent on some of these things, and and so you know, I I got to a point where I had a buddy who he's like, oh man, you're doing pretty well. Like, tell me what to buy. Tell me, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I don't know anything. I'm just getting lucky type thing. But I was like, all right, fine. Hey, you know, what? do this one. And he's like, all right, I want in. So he does this one. I was like, but the only condition I have is if I say sell, you have to either sell or live with your decisions. And he's like, okay. And so like I get into it and I, I sell and he's like, oh, I fell asleep. And I was like, bro, I texted you, said sell, like I did all the work for you. And he, he did fine. I like it rebounded like, I don't know, an hour later thing, but like he, he that was like it could ruin a friendship, right? I, I didn't want any part of it, but he's like, No, oh, I trust you. And I was like, I trust me too with my money. I don't trust like when I have responsibility of somebody else's money, I'm like, no, like I'll I'll keep it's funny because like right now I, I have cash in my pocket, right? And it's like outside of my wallet. If David gave me money, it's like in my wallet, tucked between two cards. I'm like, this is specifically David's money. Like, you know, it's a even with my kid, right? Like, whenever she has money that she gets to spend on her birthday, I'm like, specifically hers, she gets it. Like, no, I don't, I don't worst case scenario, it's on a car or anything. <laughs> when we hit the end of this episode, bring up kids again. Because mm-hmm. I want to have a little shout out for kids here at the end of this. So, um, talking about individual stocks, and, and this is near and dear to my heart. So, I get an email last week from Ally. Ally has decided to lower their interest rates to 0.6%. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week. When interest rates are going down, you have to question, okay, where's the economy? Because for me, when interest rates suck, economy is always in trouble. Yeah, and I, I, I say we, we hit on that quite a bit last yep. week. So, so um, and now, and we talked about, right, employment. Now we're like, yes, okay. So I can tell everybody, I'm the example, right? Like, I was one of 950 of 6,000, right? Like that's a big, that's 18%, right? Like that's big. Okay. So now we have Disney. I don't know how many employees they have, but like 28,000. Now we're looking at large corporate, like they're laying off. Like, all right. So we, we, we talked about this. Like it's not looking great. Yes. Okay. According to some people, the economy is doing amazing, but no, like, these small little things you'll see start to add up. And yeah, we're we're ha- we are in a recession. They won't tell you we are, but we are. GDP's down. It, it's just the way things are. So of course I'm looking at the money. Yep. And you know, I most of my investments are made on Caitlin's behalf because she has money sitting there not doing anything. Okay, I'm I'm paying bills. I'm running a business. I don't have, you know, twenty thousand dollars to jerk around with. Okay, now. I called Caitlin last week and I'm like, listen, you're not learning anything on Ally anymore. I mean, it's basically nothing. So I think it's time to take this money and do something. And she goes, well, what were you thinking? I said, I'm thinking I'm just going to take $10,000 and throw it in the market. Which, scary? Right now for me, yeah. Yeah, scary. So 10000 10, is a lot of coin. It is. So I start looking. And, and when I'm looking for stocks, I'm looking for growth potential. I'm looking for what pays consistently high dividends and what's a strong company like in a field that will not be you know or touched really by 
yeah. the recession. Yeah, so the terms. Yeah. So, you know, some of the things I decided to do last week were I bought Apple. I only bought five shares of Apple. But I mean, that's 500 bucks. You know, I went out and bought um, Amazon. Amazon is over $3,000 a share. How many shares do you think I bought, Nick? Uh, half? <laughs> I bought one full share. One full share. One full share of Amazon. You know, and there were other ones. CBS. I, I looked into CBS. They're a great dividend payer. Obviously, you know, it, it's healthcare because they run a lot of pharmacies and they have a lot of mail order prescriptions. So strong company. I bought 10 shares of CBS, figuring that, you know, they're going to at least hold value, if not make money over the next, you know, year or so. I'm, you know, I, I don't know if I'll keep these in much longer than a year, but, you know, for a while at least. Bought some Johnson & Johnson, another medical company. Yeah, I see. You know, and, and the things I bought, a lot of them are established companies with a long track record. Which is huge. They're not, you know, with us looking for, you know, a bigger space, we keep hearing things, you know, from places and they're like, well, you know, if you had like the history of a JC Penny, you know, we might be willing to have you come in here, but you know, you've only been around for a year, so we're not that interested in you. And I, I gotta tell you, Nick, you think JC Penny's gonna be around in five years? I didn't know they were around. I thought they declared, declared bankruptcy. They probably did, yeah. but they're still kind of around. Yeah. But are you worried about CBS going out of business right now? No. no. Walgreens, you know, I'm Rite Aid say all the all these things i mean you know i i look at those things and, and call them sound investments right yeah like that's it's it's an educated decision because it's a thing that's going to always be around there yes there could be a company that comes in and like destroys it right like there, there's a possibility that a new walgreens comes in and says hey look we're going to offer everybody such cheap prescriptions we're going to do you know, with Amazon, we're going to do Amazon, you know, ordering of prescriptions online and, and it's going to be sent to directly your house. So they, they might reinvent it. But like for now, for the next like 50 years, let's call it like Walgreens will be around because like even even at that, like there's people like me or my grandparents or, or my mom. Like my mom's not going to order online, right? Nope. Like her prescription and like people's prescriptions like crazy. So they're like. I'm going to go specifically to the store, get my thing, make sure it's there, like read the label. Like, yeah, younger, younger generation, right? They'll be like, no, I'm good. Like, it'll, it'll happen. So, um, you know, like when I, when I'm running low on a medication or something, like I go in, make sure it's filled. Like, I mean, I, I'm old school. Like, yeah. let's be honest. We, we talked about that. Like I still go pay my mortgage, right? <laughs> like physically hand cash over and say, here we go. Um, so, you know, it's going to be around forever. Like, during a recession, right? So the, the things that we know for sure are stables are when, when people are depressed, so like when a recession happens, when people are depressed, they buy alcohol. So yep. like, let's look that up like real quick. Like what is, when we talk about Anheuser-Busch all the time, like let's look it up, like see what their stock is. Um, right. But like, so we know that people will always take the prescriptions. Yep. We see the commercials out there. They're like, Hey, you can't afford your prescription. Like, what is it? Contact us. And go, go to, yeah. Now, now the commercials are like, hey, contact us and we'll, we'll talk about it. Or like, we just came out with a new medical card, like GoodRx or whatever yep. it is. Like, hey, we'll give you we'll give you a prescription discount. And so like these things will, like people need to survive. And so prescriptions will become lower. Um, you know, the only thing on the debate that I kind of got out of it was like, 
from last – if anybody watched the debate last night, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't care what side you're on. Honestly, I don't. Um, it was it was a crap show both ways. Yep. Like, But, right, the one thing I got was, like, they're both on the plan. Like, whether it's, like, Obamacare or whatever Trump's thing – Trump even said, like, I'm going to go buy prescriptions from different countries and that's going to make it cheap. Biden's like, I want to make prescriptions cheap. So, like, we know prescriptions are going to get cheap, right? Like – so everybody needs prescriptions. It's a thing that has to happen. Like, you know, I, I think that's a, a thing. So, right, again, we talk about when you're depressed, people buy alcohol. People, you know, whether it's – you when you have money, you go to a bar and buy alcohol. When you're poor, you go to the store and buy alcohol. Yes. Like, you, you, don't, you don't stop drinking alcohol, right? You, you, just, you just do it in a different way. Yeah, so you do it in a cheaper form. Like, well, you know, it's funny because, you know, the alcohol thing came up the other day. I ran over to Horrocks and Don's like, hey, do you need to pick up something? I'm like, yeah, I don't have much. And, you know, I'll need something for the next couple of weeks for shows. And she's like, all right. And we get there and she sees this four pack of Hazel's Nuts beer from somebody. I don't know. Nick. Nick. Uh, it's pronounced Odd Side Ales. In okay. It is, odd, it is yeah. Odd Side. Okay. Oh, for sure. I wasn't sure. Odd Side makes great beers. So... She sees this and she's like, I really want to get a four pack of this for you because Nick raves about it. And I looked at the price and it was forty dollars. And I'm like, Fuck, I'm cheap. I'm not paying that. I would pay that at the bar for four beers, <laughs> but I'm not paying that at my house for four beers. I tell Nick, Nick ran right out to Horrocks yeah. and bought three packs of Hazel's nuts and I, I bought Hazel's nuts. I bought Hazel's nuts with raspberry, Hazel's nuts with uh, toasted marshmallow. And coconut, yeah. And I, I bought a big bad Baptist uh, quad barrel, yep. so uh, that was a, a great hundred and forty bucks quickly. <laughs> so, just, just go. I, 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 like he said, you know, we'll we'll spend those things in different ways. So I would spend that at the bar. If, you know, I'm feeling good about my money, but I'm not spending that at my house. Yeah. Nick's like, hey, that that's a bargain for me. I'm gonna go get that right now. Yeah. So and it really depends on the position you should you sit in and. You know, when we look at recessions and stuff, you know, Nick brought it up, consumer staples, you, you know, alcohol is always going to be bought. Um, for smokers, nicotine's always going to be bought. I don't understand smoking, but, you know, the smokers buy it constantly. Uh, toilet paper. I mean, we saw at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody bought the hell out of toilet paper. It's the craziest thing. Uh, it right? was. And I don't know who, who goes to the bathroom that much. And I played it down, right? I was like, eh, whatever. It'll, like, rebound. It's like, we got down to, like, three rolls. And I, yeah. started, I started looking, and I was like, there's no toilet paper. I probably should have went and, like, should have taken this more seriously and started looking earlier. But, no, um, just before, just before. So, we have a family fair. I'm not sure if that's worldwide or, sorry, nationwide family fair. Spart Spartan. Spartan is. Yeah, Spartan Spartan So. Uh, they were running like buy two get three free on like thirty six packs, and I got fortunate that my mom bought like five packs. So she's like, she comes in like a superhero, like I got you, and I'm like, I'll be honest, it was like cheap stuff, and uh, my my bum needs that Charmin like all, oh yeah, all too soft. Like if I'm gonna have to use filler paper, it's gonna be real baby soft. Like <laughs> so, but no, like that's a thing that's always gonna be around. Like you know, we 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 live in a, a world where like, and most people so talking about toilet paper, like, we in America have updated plumbing. Like, mm -hmm. other parts of the world don't use toilet paper, and people are like, that's gross. And I'm like, why do they teach you to wash your hands? That's like, right. This is the thing. Like, you know, you 
other countries don't waste. Yes, it's a waste for it's not a waste for us because we were raised that way. But like, it's a waste for everybody else. They're like, forget that. Like, I use a bidet. Like, just use a towel. <laughs> there you go. But, um, you know, yeah, staples, right? So, um, well, and he, here's a question for you: useless trivia knowledge that I know. You know why they're called soap operas? No. They're called soap operas because, of course, they were on, you know, from, say, 1 o'clock until 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Yeah. Until the news came on. Major, major sponsor for soap operas? Procter & Gamble. Oh, there we go. Procter & Gamble sponsored all these soap operas. What's Procter & Gamble make? Soap? Yup. Yeah. Huh. Learn something new today. I say today is that day. We got a sponsor, and I learned something new. Um, no, so... You know, we want to talk. So we're going to move a little bit from day trading. We still want to hit on it. We hope we've answered every question for you guys on what it looks like to do day trading. Um, if you have any more questions, like give us feedback and stuff like that, we're, we're definitely willing to answer it. Um, but we want to talk, you know, again about investing. Um, if, you, if you're looking at, like David said, he's only holding it for a year. I don't call it day trading, but that's not investing to me, right? Like. And it's, I'm not it's, saying it's, it will it's, only it's short-term investing. Yeah, right? I'm not saying it will only be a year, but I'm yeah. sitting there looking at this, going, "Okay, well, if interest rates come back up, if if for sure, if, if your money's worth going to another spot, like correct." I, I'm sitting there going, "I know in the foreseeable future, let's say the next year, because we're always looking at a year to eighteen months." Okay, sure. Looking at that, I'm saying, "Okay, I can dump this money here. It's probably not going to lose. It's probably going to gain, or." Or stay the same? Yeah, I say real close to it, right? Like, yeah. worst case scenario, you're above 0.06%. Correct. Right? And, and that's what I'm looking for at this right. point. That's it. You know, and, and so your chances are you can gain, I don't know, let's call it 10% if you're absolutely crazy lucky. Worst case scenario, you probably lose 0.06%. Like, it's worth that gamble. It like, is. You know for a fact you're only going to gain in that time 0.06% in your money. So, you you know, you got 10000 in there, you're, you're making $0.60. Cents. Like, so well when i look at you know return on investment for the stocks i put caitlin in yeah she's always anywhere from six percent to twelve percent which is I mean, which is that that's a great return to me at most most checking accounts weren't paying six percent or savings account even back then I mean, yeah so i mean if i can make her four or five percent i'm a happy guy yeah and that, i say you know right now i mean we, we talk about we brag about the fact that we get three percent around here and four yeah. percent on on a checking account which is great you know but you still have to do work this one you can set it and and you're pretty well nothing's a guarantee everything can lose we want to be clear about that everything can but like you're pretty well educated to know that that's gonna that's gonna go off yeah. like i mean you know what if, if you don't hit 10 percent, but you hit six like you're still pretty happy yeah like, that's a win it's huge i mean yeah. I, if I, I mean, if I get a guaranteed six, I'm probably going to pay it out type thing. Like, um, you know, I get hit up all the time for real estate money. Like, Hey, I'll give you i I'll give you 8% on your money. And I'm like, still a big risk because like, if the market changes in that, like, and you don't finish the job or you don't do this, like if it takes an extra day, granted you can add fees and add whatever, but like, I don't want that. Right. Like, I, I just want that. Like, I want that guarantee guarantee. Right. Like, Hey, you know what? And, and because because if I put my money into one person that I know, they have a chance to fail. If I put my money into a company that's shown, just like you, right? Like they said, if you were J.C. Penny, we would probably do it. But you've only been around for a year. I I take that educated. Like they've been around forever. Like yes, we're watching some forever ones. Like 
I'm going to date myself. Now I say I'm pretty young, but like Circuit City was a thing, right? And then they just couldn't keep up with the online ordering. They couldn't keep up with everything that was happening electronically. Circuit City, Comp USA. Yeah. Um, Sears is on its last leg. Kmart. What is Kmart? <laughs> no, that's it. That's where I grew up shopping was Kmart. So, you know, I, I always joke around with this. When I was a kid, the cheap places to go for things, which we didn't shop at a lot, but once in a while was, let me know if you've, you've ever been in one. A Big Wheel? No. Zare? No. Venture? No. Ames? No. These were all, you know. What's that, what's that one company that had the big old catalog? There used to be one. In Pennies and, and no, like Sears a, both had big catalogs. I remember Sears, but this was a uh, used to do the roof set for kids over in Wyoming on top of the building. But yeah, this thing come out like this big old catalog, and you know reminded you of a of a phone book. If you guys know what a phone book is, besides your cell phone, <laughs> no. So right, but like these companies, I mean, you could be around for years and still fail. Yep. You could be around for a day and fail. You can be around. So, but again, when you when you take the educated risk and see like. Honestly, back then, JCPenney was the educated risk. But once they came out, I mean, now with technology, we have so much faster to get the stuff where, you know, it's not insider trading because it's already out. But like, hey, JCPenney is going to declare bankruptcy. So you're like, boom, sell because, you know, I don't want that thing no more, man. Like, Well, and you don't know this. So I'm a kid. You know, I, I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s. As far as I'm concerned, the past decade. And... When the JCPenney wish book came out, which was around August, it had a whole bunch of stuff in it, but it had an entire section of toys. These are the new toys coming out for Christmas. And I would take that thing and I would take a pen and I would circle the shit I wanted. And I was so excited. They, you know, they had the new Millennium Falcon or they had Castle Grayskull. And I was so excited about these toys. Nick was born 10 years after me. I was born in 88, okay? I'm okay, still, 11 years I after me. I was born in his favorite decade, thank you. 11 <laughs> years after me. Did you, did you ever grab the JCPenney catalog and circle anything? Because I don't think that was a thing then. Uh, no, I grabbed the newspaper and circled my thing in the flyers, yep. right? Because that's what we did. And it didn't matter what I circled because every morning I woke up, I had a plastic sled and whatever the hell my parents decided to buy me. Yep. <laughs> I didn't have that choice. <laughs> but... No, um, you know, so so right. Be educated when you're making when you're making these decisions. If you're gonna day trade, don't just don't just go on to like when I said stock switch, right? Don't go on to there and be like, oh, what's the one that's moving the most? Like, no, think of something that you're passionate about. Like, you drink Coke every day. Granted, it doesn't move, but like, you have to watch, 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 and see if it ever moves multiple times in that day, and then be like, all right, I'm totally in for this one, right? Like. You know, find, find something that you know anything about. Like, I was in logistics, and, and I got into a logistics company, and that's what my first one was because, like, I'm passionate. I still am passionate about it. Like, I, I can move product, right? And so, you know, I, I did it, and I was like, man, this is a tried and true company. Like, everything about it, yeah, they just got hit with a crap lawsuit, and the lawsuit's going to get thrown out. So that's what I did. I, I was like, all right, here we go. Like, uh, you know, so I knew what I was doing. And then, yes, I ventured off into other things, but I didn't, I didn't just buy into it. Like, I found a medical company. And I was like, I nothing about it. I started doing research, like, constantly. Like, I, I researched this thing for, like, two days, you know, 12 hours a day. So, guys, when I tell you, like, day trading, I didn't, like, the little bit of money that I had in there. Like, 
my net worth, I probably had like 1%. <laughs> like, in, and, but like, there was times where I was like, I want to puke. Like, I, I couldn't take a nap. Like, I couldn't sleep because I was like checking to see like where it is and like doing all this. And like, yeah, every day it was completely fine or whatever. But I was like, still have to make sure I'm not losing my life right now. Like, my wife would kill me. But no, you know, I say it was just, I, when I, when I, when I invest my money into like, something I know I want money back out of, like, it bugs me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't know why I go to the casino because I don't know about you guys. Like some people, I've watched people throw like thousands of dollars. This is a true story. I watched a guy put $3,000 on black, right? And just stood back and was like, yeah, no problem. Like, I put 25 bucks on black one time and I thought it was like king shit. And I'm like, I'm sitting there just watching, but like my heart's racing, right? I'm like, oh, and like, I've lost in one on those. And so like, it, it ruins my whole day to lose that 25 bucks or it makes my day. And I'm yep. like, I like that emotional high, but like, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough one to do, you know, but I've watched people just, so find something that you know anything about, right? If you know about wine, there's, there's gotta be a wine company out there. Um, you know I mean? So we talked about, you know, there's an alcohol company out there that's yep. gonna, you're gonna be able to day trade. Cause they're going to come out with something new, something special. Um, I think, uh, you know, let's say, David, it, yeah, you use Ally, right? I use Ally. To, I to, use Robinhood. Oh, yeah, Robinhood. And I use Stash. So Stash is really cool because um, Stash, you can take all your change, right? So, like, hmm. let's say. Acorns is the change. I use Acorns, them, too, yeah. So you can use Acorns, right? So, like, let's say let's say you go in and, and you buy this mouse, right? And, and it costs you $3.98. It takes that two pennies and puts it over there. So when you, everything you buy, like you go buy beer and one of them gives you 98 cents and change. It just keeps rolling it over to this account. So eventually you'll build up a little bit of money and you start buying stocks with that. Right. And so like it automatically invests it for you, which is really cool to me. Um, you know, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's really fun. So, but like, again, I use TD Ameritrade. There's, uh, you know, there's so many apps out there. Just look up whatever app gives you free trading for, I don't know, 90 days or however long i mean some of them will give you free trading forever but a lot of them won't a lot of them won't give you free day trading um i mean like td ameritrade you could do any trading you wanted for the first 90 days for free so i would normally it costs like four or five bucks per buy per sell so you know like let's say let's say i put 20 bucks in and so i buy five five or four or five dollar stocks four or five dollar stocks normally it would cost me five bucks to buy that stock so technically i would only have 15 bucks to invest and then when I go to sell, I have to make that $5 back. Plus I have to make, you know, whatever my profit after that is. So like I ought to have, you know, so I have to make $10 before I even profit. That's the hard part. Like, so you have to have some money to play it. So that's why I say, Hey, you know, sign up with these couple little things cause they'll give you free trading. And if you call and say, Hey, this person's running this promotion, that's what, you know, when we talked about it, like on all yep. of our episodes, call and ask for yep. things because I called TD Ameritrade and I was like, Hey, uh, I think I used Ally. I was like, Ally is giving it for like, you know, 25 cents per trade. And the guy's like, I, I can hook you up with that. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Hold on. And I was like, so now I get it for like 25 cents a trade. I probably could have got it for free because there's probably other companies out there. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm not, you know, say I traded during COVID. I'm not trading. Actually, I have, I'm going to have my normal stocks, but I'm not trading right now. So you bring up Anheuser-Busch, which is owned by InBev. Yep. And 
you know, just for an example, in the 52-week range, because they always take, you know, the last 52 weeks of the stock. Yep, one full year. Yep, we have a low of $32.58. I would have bought it. And a high of $94.74. I would have sold it. Right now, today, it's worth $54.69. So it's actually, I mean, it's $40 lower than the high and 20 bucks lower than the low. So higher not, than the low, yeah. Or yeah, higher than the low. So it's, it's not doing bad. So it's day range. It ran before, between 54.33 and 54.72 today. So, I mean, if you bought it 54.33 yep. and you decided, hey, I'm good with a 30 cent gain and sold it at 54.63, yeah, it still had room to go up. But, you know, you can say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm good with this amount of, of money. Yeah. And, but, you know, saying, and that's exactly it. Like, I'm good with it. So take it. But, you know, it's not a great day trader because it only did what, 30 cents in, yeah. in movement. Um, you know, you want, I mean, that, that's pretty good if you're buying a crap ton. So, I mean, if you have, you know, a bunch of money. That you're yeah, if you're throwing 5000 into it, yeah, you're fine. 30, 30 cents is pretty good money. If, if you're throwing 50 bucks into it, yeah. you're wasting your this time. You bought one stock and you, you, you've, you're going to crap yourself over losing 30 cents and you're going to be excited. So, that's, that's right. one, honestly, if you're throwing 50 bucks, just hold it for a long time. Like, you know, let it let it get closer to that. I mean, it got high of ninety, but let it get closer to that seventy bucks. Take that twenty dollar victory and be like, here we go. Um, you know, say you can you can always look up every stock. You can see their highest of all time. You can see their lowest of all time. You can see everything they've done for one year, five years, ten years. Um, I think some of them do a twenty five year, depending on what they are. Uh, or sorry, I think it's called max, right? Like so, it'll show you like since it got open, right? Um, you know, I say, if anybody wants to see, if, if you want to know if you have some big britches, right, um, look up, uh, what's, uh, what's, the, what's the biggest stock out there? Brookshire Hathaway, right? So, um, Brookshire Hathaway is a stock, and what's that, $13,000, or $130,000 right now, um, $13,000? I will look that up. Um, so, Brookshire Hathaway, right? So, they, they ended up having to open a second... So Brookshire Hathaway, what their belief is, is they will, they will never split a stock. So when you split a stock, right? So, three hundred and twenty thousand and and one and one, right? So, um, they have an A, which is that, and they actually opened a B. Mind you, it went up one point three percent today, which is huge money. Yeah, that's forty one hundred and ten dollars. That's huge money. You you want some cojones, right? You throw your money in, but Brookshire Hathaway, right? So, um, what's his name? He eats McDonald's every single day. Um, uh, Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Warren Buffett, right? So Warren Buffett, it's his, like it's his company. They don't believe in splitting, right? They they're in it for the long term investment. They're in it forever. They're not having, you know. So splitting, what happens is again. So like Apple, David said Apple split. So it got up to like four hundred bucks, and then what they did was they took Apple and then they made it two hundred dollars per stock, or whatever they did, right? So they take $400 a stock and then they give you two $200 stocks. So you have potential to grow on that, but it also allows more stocks to be bought. Um, where Brookshire Hathaway is like, nope, what it is is what we're going to get and it's going to constantly keep going. So, Well, you know, I'm always looking for value. And since Nick brought up Anheuser-Busch, I look at the last five years. Yeah. Their high point was – 
probably around 120 bucks a share. And right now it's at 53. So, I mean, and it's been steadily going up in the last three months. I wonder why. Pandemic. I'm going to say buying beer. People are buying alcohol because they're staying home. Correct. So, you know, if, I, if I'm looking for something to throw money into, now I don't drink Anheuser-Busch, full disclosure, he does. If I'm looking to throw money into something, I, I throw, you know, four or five stocks into that, you know, a couple yeah. hundred bucks. 250 bucks. Yeah, and, and you're sitting there going, you know, when it rebounds, it'll probably be up around 100 bucks a share again because, you know, it was it was at 100 bucks a share in the beginning of the year, so. Well, do me a favor. Click, click max on that real quick. Sure. So, right, like what happened, what happened, and we'll read it to you here in a second, is, uh, you know, if you go back to 2000, 2009, right? Perfect. Go all the way to the beginning there. How much was that? It was 45 bucks. 45 bucks a share, right? So if anybody remembers 2009, we're still in the recession. Yep. We also got hit with what's called uh, microbreweries. Again, we're going to give back out a big shout out to uh, Michigan Wine Company. Uh, they, you know, they're not a brewery, but they're, I mean, granted with cider, technically, yes. But, you know, they're, they're a winery. And so everybody said, forget this. I'm not going to drink a normal thing that's been out there. I'm going to drink this new fun stuff. Um, so it, it dropped, but then you go into, now what did it do after 2009 for quite a while? It, it went up steadily and, and hit a high in June of 2016 at a hundred and over 130 a share. So like the honest truth about that is like, right. It's proof. Cause yeah, you've taken away a bunch of people, like, you know, a bunch of me's that were like, Oh, I'm going to go drink only this stuff. I'm going to support this local and I'm going to, I'm going to drink this, whatever. But then everybody was like, all right, I can pay. David talked about it. He's not paying forty dollars for a four pack, but he'll pay six bucks for a six pack like all day. Yeah. Like, oh, ten bucks for a six pack, right. or twelve bucks. You know, for for a normal for 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 a, I mean, granted, a Bud Light, a Miller Light for him. Like it's a thing I know I enjoy drinking. It's an inexpensive thing. So all these people were like, "All right, the economy's coming back. Like, hey, we're just gonna go drink. We're at the bars now," and everybody like. Not everybody, but like most people, like first question coming out of my mouth is, "What do you have on special?" And if yep. there's if Bud Light's on a special, like it's a guarantee. If it's not on a special, I think to myself, and I'm like, if I'm paying full price, I'm probably going to get a full price good beer. If not, I'm going to get a normal thing I actually enjoy. Like I'm, I'm not disappointed drinking it, but I'm not into this new awesomeness, right? So, um, you know, it, it's tried and true thing. So. Right now we're at this we're at this low. Everybody's kind of doing this thing, but watch my guarantee. And if I'm wrong, I hope everybody calls me out on social media. Um, but my guarantee is this thing's gonna this thing is gonna start going up. Like not gonna happen overnight, but watch. You know, it's gonna take five years, and we're gonna see it. Hey, this thing officially went up. Um, you know, because people are starting to go. Hey, all right, we're 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 drinking. We're we're at home drinking. We're spending money. You know. Right now, it went down because all the bars closed. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, if you're not serving everybody at these bars, like, you've lost yeah. money. Now you all, now you only have the you and me that are sitting at home drinking. Other people are like, nope, I'm either A, saving money, or B, spending time with the family. Like, I don't drink around other people. Like, you know, if you can't socialize and drink, you're not, you're not drinking. So, um, well, you know, through the pandemic, next one of the few families we felt good about hanging out with because he doesn't go and interact with a ton of people. Um, so we knew that COVID likelihood was low between both of the families. Nick's always got 
you know, the pool that, you know, if you go over there in the summer, you can hop in the pool and have a good time. Him and I love talking money. So, we're, you know, anytime we can hang out and talk about money, we're happy, guys. Speaking of money, pool costs a lot of money. Don't buy one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, I got, I got ragged on by a couple of my best friends because during the summer, I drank a lot of Miller Lite. I'm not a huge Miller Lite guy, okay? But for cheap beer that I can get a lot of for not a lot of money, I'll drink Miller Lite. You know, I get thirty cans of Miller Lite, fifteen bucks. Yeah, that, that's a savings to me. Yeah, I say I uh, my my mom. This is sad truth, the reality of life. My mom came over and said, "Hey, I'm gonna return your cans for you." I was like, "It's all yours." It was fifty three dollars worth of Bud Light cans. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, right. So COVID, COVID did me all right. Um, you know, I I you know I, I'd share whenever people would come over. I mean, David doesn't always drink it, but like everybody else would be like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." Um, you know, I say, uh, when, when it comes to stocks, guys, really just know what you're doing. You're never going to be an expert. Everybody, everybody says they're an expert. There's, there's people out there that are like, follow my leads. And it was funny. Um, when I was doing my, when I was doing my day trading, uh, I was on Facebook, right. And of course, everything, everything follows you about like you start researching. There's this guy, Timothy Sykes. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if anybody knows him, but like, you know, his things will pop up and he's like professional day trader. And he had one, he had one on there and he's like, this is my week stocks. And yep. I was like, um, that was successful like a week ago. So you're giving out like crap and like, it's already plummeted. Like the FDA already said no. Like, yep. So, and like, I called him out and he's like, Oh, that's why you have to get my up to date list and this and that. And I was like, no, you posted it here for everybody to see. And now if nobody gets your up to date list, you've officially failed these people. Like, if I say, hey, CRMD, like, go get it. Like, I mean, right now. Like, if you do it two minutes later, you fail. Like, if you do it right now and buy first buy, like, I'll stand by that. But, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, nothing is a guarantee. But, man, I, you know, everybody will say they're a professional. Nobody is a professional. I'm not a professional. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to David. Like, we can tell you, hey, these are tried and true things. They have potential to be successful. They have all this. But, like, we are not. I mean, if I'm risking my money and if I'm wrong, it sucks. If I'm right, it's awesome. Yep. If I'm risking your money, it sucks. You're never gonna listen to me again. Like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna ruin a lot of things. So Well, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna go, man, Nick's stupid. You don't know what the hell he was talking about. Right. And like and it just makes you it, you know, it, it ruins your credibility. Yep. So I don't ever give advice. I mean, you know, what 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 I say Anheuser Busch, right? Like I will tell you, yes, I do feel like it'll stay above 30 bucks like it's lowest because i think it's lowest was you know because of like beginning of covid yeah. type thing or when everything crashed it crashed right like you know but like i do personally i will i will stand by it and say yes i do feel like it'll stay there probably grow a little bit but it's not going to grow amazing right like you're if it does grow amazing i look like a genius if it, if it shrinks a little bit you guys are going to go well this guy was an idiot but like it's not going to do that to my opinion again it's an opinion it doesn't happen um, right. If I tell you to buy Disney right now, I look like an idiot because it's like, $124 a share and they're laying off 28,000. <laughs> right. Like it's going to catch up to them quite, you know, I mean, movies aren't playing. People aren't buying new toys. Mo you know, thing, things aren't, people aren't, or Florida opened up, but people are, there's still half the, yep. let's go with half the population still isn't going to travel down there to take the vacation. Like money's not getting spent there. So honestly, if you own it, sell it. If you don't own it, Right, like 
don't buy it yet. Like, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, you haven't made money. If I'm right, then you guys are like, yeah, thanks for saving me from not making that risk. <laughs> like, well, you know, when, when everything plummeted, I went out and bought Disney because I looked yeah. at them as a stock and I said, okay, this is a tried and true company. They're going to come back. So when I say I bought Disney, I bought, I bought it in, in different platforms. So I bought some for Caitlin on Robinhood. I bought some for me on Robinhood. I bought some for Caitlin on Ally because right now Ally suspended um, fees. Oh, you can buy and sell all day, not spend anything. So just on Ally, I bought her 11 stocks of Disney. 11. I'm not talking 1,100. I'm talking 11. Yep. Right now, it's gained $378.96 total, those 11 stocks. It was a great investment. If I went and cashed that out today. Six months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Made almost 400 bucks in six months on 11 stocks. That's huge. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's great money. Yeah. I mean, um, so anybody that's watching, right, just know that whatever you're doing, this is the highest risk for day trading you could ever do. It is worse than black and red. It is worse than, you know, if you're a craps player, it's worse than throwing out a dollar yo randomly in the middle. It's worse than playing the field. It's worse than picking the 99 to one horse at the horse race. I mean, probably not that, but like, it, you know, it, statistics show that this is thing is not you know when, when you're when you're betting per minute per 30 minutes hour like that's not the way to do it right try you know again Berkshire Hathaway three hundred and twenty thousand dollars there says hey buy a stock that's been around forever buy a stock that knows it holds value buy a stock that does like they sit behind all of these things and they just sit on it forever they don't sell they don't split they don't do anything. You know, if one of their companies goes out, they're like, okay, we'll just buy another company that's going to come and start making money. Like, they will, right? They bought Coke. They bought, you know, I mean, they, they bought all of these companies that are guaranteed things that people will consume for the rest of their life. I well, mean, and, and that's a good point. You know, they're buying consumable type things that are not going out of business. Yep. Anheuser Busch has been around, you know, Two, three hundred years. Yes, <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, and yeah, it's been sold a few times. The Swedes own them now. Okay, fine. Um, that's not going anywhere. I, I don't think Anheuser Busch is going to go out of business. I don't think. Um, I don't think Miller Lite's going. Out of no, I don't think Coca Cola's going out of business. Now Miller Lite's done some interesting things. They merged with Coors. Yep. So now it's Miller Coors. As I drop bottle caps on the floor, now it's Miller Coors, and and that's fine. But they're not going anywhere. You know, people are gonna, always going to buy Coors and Miller beer because it's cheap. Well, let's see. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to see the date where Coors came out with the, uh, if the mountains are blue, it's great to yeah. right? Like, that probably skyrocketed. Because I know I bought a Coors. I did, too. I was like, no crap, the thing is blue. Like, and I chuckled the thing out. Like, he didn't even care, necessarily, if the beer was, if it was right or if it was good. It's just like, hey, it's blue. It's still good. I can drink this. Well, you know, so everybody's going to do a promotional thing. And if you can buy it right before a promotion happens, you're going to be successful mm -hmm. in the stock. Again, timing is everything. So, right, everybody says buy low, sell high. Do you know what buying low means? No, none of us do. Yeah, we can assume, we, we can assume that Budweiser is low right now because yep. it's, you know, half of what its high was. Do we know what its new high is going to be? Not a clue. Could it skyrocket past 120? Sure. 
it could also plummet tomorrow. Like yep. nobody has, and you know what? Anybody that knows the information, it's called illegal. It's called yep. insider trading, and you're not allowed to sell it. So <clears> story. Yeah. Um, what was uh, Snoop Dogg's best friend? What was her name? The the cookbook lady. Uh, she went to jail for it. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Uh, right. So <laughs> ask her about it. <laughs> so you know, but but no, insider trading is just it's not allowed because that's information that benefits not one it benefits one person yep. not everybody and the world needs to benefit everybody right so um i hope this i hope this episode was informational for everybody uh educational again if you have any questions or think we didn't hit something great or if we hit something amazing and you guys are astounded um feel free to sponsor us David, one more time on our sponsor. Uh, Michigan Wine Company in, in Fenville, Michigan. Go buy their wine or their cider. I'm not a big wine drinker, but I love ciders. This, I love me some wine. This uh, Grant Township Sweet Cider, it's phenomenal. It was gone in, in no time with us. Um, I had a couple stories for you before we go. Yeah. Oh, the kids. We have to bring up kids. We have, we have to bring up kids. So Nick and I did a short, two short episodes last week for kids that we, we're only putting on YouTube. And... You know, that that came to me from one of my coworkers, Christy. He's like, I, I think you should tailor stuff towards kids. <clears throat> so her stepson, Ethan, watched it. And he was really excited he got to hear his name because I, of course, when I was using examples of kids, I used Ethan's name. So he was excited about that. But he, he doesn't have any jars. But he's got three bags now that say saving, spending, and giving. This is amazing. And he's so excited about it. This is what this is what we did this for, right? Like you guys don't understand the impact that I mean these kids will get so excited about this. Like, I mean, you know, we, we talked about it. Like my kid wanted to open that, that <coughs> money stuff. And yep. I was like, No, you have to wait. I have to do an educational thing. She's like, What do you want to educate? And I was like, Hold on, let me teach you real quick, right? Like, so no, I, I you know that that's fantastic. Like the information that we're giving. So I took your advice. Yep. I want you to know that. So since we're talking about it, David was talking about when he was a kid, he, you know, he would get things. So I buy what's called paparazzi, if anybody knows what this is. So it's uh, $5 jewelry, lead and nickel free, um, right? So it doesn't turn your ears green or whatever. Um, it's, it's five bucks. It makes my wife feel great and it doesn't cost me much. But so they have kids jewelry on there and it costs a dollar. So what I did was um, I bought her a bunch of like little, she doesn't have her ears pierced yet, Yep. but she, she, I bought her a bunch of little rings. I bought her a bunch of bracelets. I buy every kid's thing that ever comes out and I buy every color. And so I, I got it in and I said, Hey, I said, whenever you do, whenever you do good, whenever you do chores, things like that, I will let you pick from the bucket. And she's like, really? So again, like instead of paying her, like yep. I paid, I paid her, it cost me a buck. Like, I mean, and I don't have to do it every day, like, but I do it. Just, hey, here you go. And so, like, now, like, hey, you can pick whatever color you want. You can do whatever you want. Like, and, and so it's, it's worked. It's worked yeah. awesome for me. Like, I took your advice. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, man, all right, like, th this is great. Like, hey, Emerson, hey, do you want a new bracelet? All right, I need you to pick up this, this, and this and go feed the cats. Like, and so she goes into the living room. She picks up, you know, these two toys that she left, like, her markers over here on the table. And she goes and feeds the cats and she's earned something. And she, so she's, I'm teaching her responsibility <clears throat> and rewarding her. And it cost me 
a dollar. No, it's it's fantastic, isn't it? it it's great. Like, and, and the farther she gets in school, so like you know, you're gonna start getting spelling tests in like first, second grade, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're gonna go, hey, if you do really good on your spelling test this week, if you get all of them right, yeah. you get to go pick a prize. And she's not gonna care about getting them all right on the spelling test. You're just gonna care about that prize. Well, so you know, and like I was horrible at spelling. Like I I failed it. Like so, it's really fun to me because where I am successful wise, I guess I'm pretty okay. Um, but like they always say, like the C average students are like yeah. the business owners and stuff like that. Um, reading and writing, like I didn't, I didn't care about necessarily. Um, but I cared about all the other stuff. So like, I, I can't say I'm gonna reward my, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna reward her for getting everything right. But I'm gonna be like, hey, if you get all of them right, I'll give you two. Like, cause that's like yeah. going above and beyond to me. Oh yeah. But if you get like 70 80 percent right, like if you show that you tried. I'm going to give you something, right? Like, I want to reward for the action of at least like, making an attempt, yep. not the action. Like, I don't want her to ever feel bad for not not trying. Because, like, it's good. I know I struggled, right? And, like, I would study and study and study and still walk in and just go, yeah, I have no clue how to spell this. <laughs> like, it's, um, <clears throat> but I, I, think, uh, I think that was a great thing. So, like, we're going to keep doing a couple more episodes. Um, we, we just touched base kind of, like, uh, what do you say, like five years and younger type thing? Six probably, years, probably yeah. in that range. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so we we're we're gonna continue to put a couple more things out there, and we're hoping that it educates these parents and, and just like little tips that we've learned and we've done, um, or honestly, like we've heard about. Like mm-hmm. there there's some things that just go, oh man, this is great. Like the, the jewelry thing, I heard about, it. I tried it, it did it. Like the jars thing, I was like, hey, I'm gonna do this because. I heard, you know, I, mean, I heard that uh, Warren Buffett, like, made his kids keep a ledger and then paid them a quarter, like, if they kept their ledger. Like, so, right, I, I think if we install these small educational things, like, it'll create success later. Oh, yeah. Like, it's huge for me. I'm so excited that he's excited. Dude, like, we talk about the jars. I brought out some examples of, like, you know, jars. But this kid has plastic bags, and he's excited. Like, yeah, he didn't have any great. jars, so he's like, can I use plastic bags? And she's like, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Like, what a Sharpie. Like, your kids get to play with, like, a marker, and they yeah. get to write it. Like, this is great for me. So excited. So the other the other one I want to bring up is, you know, through owning the business, yep. you know, we've had a lot of great people come in, and, and my favorite person that comes in is Nelson. I, I love Nelson. Nelson is now a friend. Yeah. Okay, Nick. No, I've talked to Nick about Nelson before because literally I saw Nelson every week in July, and he's coming tomorrow. I'm so excited! I get to see him. He sent me a message. Nelson, Nelson. So just for everybody else out there, so David, David owns Break Room Therapy. Yep. Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, <clears throat> I have to make my own sound effects because we don't have a soundboard. So I hope you guys like whoop, 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 or wah, 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 on our sponsor again. <laughs> real big shout out to Michigan Wine Company. Um, but Nelson is the first ever person to fill a punch card yes. at Break Room Therapy. So just so everybody knows who we're talking about for Nelson. Yes. So I got a message from him today, and he goes, hey, I watch you guys' stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. I love it. Yes. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, somebody watch this. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How excited was I when you walked in the door? And I'm like, hey, Nelson, watches us. <laughs> that was great. I, I came in. I sent David a text, and he's like, what? And But it was a text that was <laughs> – you know, just said, it said a couple of profanity things or whatever, but it was a buddy I haven't talked to in years, right? And he's like, hey, I just let you know, I've, I've watched a couple of your things, man. I, I think they're awesome. You, He goes, 
you know what the F you're doing. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, was, I thought it was the greatest thing. I was like, man, hey, you know, I've, I've impacted some people I don't even know about. So, guys, we don't know you impact. We impact you. Or we don't know what you want unless you give us some feedback. So, um, right, feedback. So, give us, give us a comment. I'm going to add that now. Comment, like, subscribe, share this video with everyone um, just so we can get some type of a feed. We got feedback from Michigan Wine Company. They enjoyed what we did. We yep. enjoy what you do. Um, because we, we very much enjoy what you do because that was delicious. We definitely say we, we're if you're looking to sponsor, you want to shout out. Um, if we support your product, I mean, we we're picky at some sort. We're not picky on alcohol, but we're you know we're not going to support a crap a crap that is doing horrible things in life. Right. We will definitely probably we will we will proudly support your company and what you're doing. Um, Michigan Wine Company, you guys uh you guys are doing great things out there. I actually stopped in with my wife. Um, we tried some wine samples. We played uh, cornhole outside. You know, we happened to be we happened to be up the road at the apple orchard, and and so we stopped in. Um, you know, I the, the cider is fantastic. So, yep. And uh, as Nick said, please tell us because we want to know what you want to hear about. We want to know what you want to learn about, and we want to know what you think about you know the stupid things we do. So. Um, thanks for another week and, uh, we'll see you here next week. <laughs> Take care guys.